and welcome to episode 253, part one of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. And I'm your host, Sean. And Hi, welcome everybody. to the show, everybody. Welcome to the program. Yeah. Hey, this here is the breakdown of the show that we do every Sunday night live on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, and TuneIn. Fisher Shockman, every of those apps. That's right. We usually start around 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, in case you don't join the shenanigans live. But here you are, listening to part one, so let's tell you what you're about to listen to. All right. You're going to hear a sketch of one each other's weeks. Yes. You're going to hear about our Thursday night movie. All right. You're going to hear uh, Stacy and I talk about the hit man's bodyguard. All right. And you're going to find out what's hitting the new release wall on video games and Blu-ray and DVD. Yeah. And I think that pretty much covers it, right? That is, does cover it. All right. Yeah, right. So I'm going to say... Sit back and relax and enjoy. I, you took the words right out of my mouth. There you right? go. So we'll see you at the end. And welcome to Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. And I am your host, Sean. Hello. Stacy's here, too. I, I well, Give me a second. <laughs> Jeez. Just jump on me, why don't you? <laughs> Holy mackerel. All right. Well, yeah, Stacy's here. Say hi, Stacy. Hi, Stacy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So welcome to the show. How was your weekend? Uh, you know, it was, uh, you know, a little here and there. Not bad. Not everything. Uh <laughs> Well, I, last week I said my car broke down. My car broke down again on Friday again. This time it was the alternator instead of the battery. So uh, I go. <laughs> guess one goes, the other one goes as well. Yeah. So, uh, but luckily I was able to fix that quickly. I was able to get that a, a quick fix. So it was uh, okay there. But uh, Saturday night, Seal and I watched uh, uh, Ghost in the Shell, the live uh, action. Oh, movie. you saw it again, yes. huh? And she did the same exact thing you did. Because <laughs> you told her. I told that. her. Now I'm starting to laugh a little bit, like just like self chuckle, because I know this the scene's coming right, up. It's coming, and I and I'm thinking of you doing it. But then as soon as he gets out of the car, she goes, "Hello." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Wow, that was pretty good." <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> All right, anything else? Uh, no, that's it. Though we'll talk about the Thursday night movie in a minute. How yeah. was your week? Uh, um, our week was okay. Uh, we didn't really do much, did we? I just prepared for Texas. That's right. She's gone. She's leaving on a jet plane. I know when she'll be back again. Yeah, she's going home. Yeah. Yep. Sure, that's what we'll call it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so uh. Yeah, she's leaving. So next week's show will uh, just be you and I. Yeah, and uh, I have I might have to work that Sunday, so I'm not sure if it's going to be a live show or or, or something else. I'm, right. I'm hoping for a live show though. All right, I'm hoping. Yeah, hoping. <laughs> um, in the meantime, let's see. I started watching the Defenders. Okay. Uh, I I'm only two episodes in because uh, right. I haven't been binge watching because I usually wait till she's she hasn't seen Daredevil, Jessica Jones. Uh, she saw. Maybe an episode or two of Iron Fist. No, I've seen all of Iron Fist and oh, yeah, an I'll, episode or two of Luke Cage. That's what I meant. Sorry. Okay. So this is now them all together. So she really, she's like, I don't know, I don't know all the players. So you can watch it while I read or fall asleep or something. Mm. So I'm like, okay, what <laughs> or something? Oh, well, you know. <laughs> um. So I was watching. I'm two episodes in. I'm enjoying it. I'm okay. The the. I'm going to say the visualist in me, like mm. how I like things visually. When you watch all the other shows, they all have a certain color palette. Yeah. You know, what I found interesting is, is that when they cut to a scene with one of those characters, whether it be Daredevil, well, not, he's not really Daredevil anymore. He kind of gave up the life, mm. kind of. 
Um, they use his color tone when they go to Luke Cage. You know, his color is more gold and yellowish. They kind of, it's the backgrounds and the colors. You can kind of see more of a yellow. I found it interesting. Like I said, Again. one of those little things is like, oh, they're still using the same color palette. That's, I'm like, all right, I can't wait to see what happens when they all get together. Right, all as one. Right, like the only thing, like the second episode, the second episode kind of had them all come together um, separately. If you, if like, <laughs> like, um, <laughs> please well, explain that one. Okay. Well, um, Iron Fist is going to look for something. Yeah. And it's the same place where Luke Cage is following somebody and they bump into each other and they have a fight, mm-hmm. you know? So like the two of them meet, right? right? Jessica Jones gets into a little bit of legal trouble, which is Jessica Jones. I mean, she's a smart, she's a sassy, smart ass PI. Yeah. So she gets um, thrown in. She gets um, caught by the cops, and she's being interrogated. And then here comes Matt Murdock to come in and say, "Hey, I'm your lawyer." And she's like, "Who the fuck are you? I'm your I'm Matt Murdock. I'm your lawyer." End of episode. Right. You know because Foggy, because I don't know anybody who's keeping track of the shows. Foggy and Matt are no longer working together. Mm. But in this episode, Foggy sends him a little, sends him work because he's doing work. Matt's doing work pro bono. Mm. Right. And Foggy, just in case. Matt decides to fall off the wagon and resume his daredevil life. He's like, look, I have some backlog of work that I can outsource to you to keep you busy. So you're not doing your nocturnal activities. This should keep you super busy. Mm. You're like, all right, well, he works for the law firm that used to hire Jessica Jones. See how it's all tied in. So Carrie and Moss shows up to tell foggy. Hey, look, um, I got a, there's a girl who used to work for us. Her name is Jessica Jones. If she gets in any legal trouble, it's your job. To make sure she stays out of trouble or make sure she has legal help. Right. So that's where Foggy obviously handed the thing off to Matt. And Matt walks in. Hi, I'm your lawyer. Blah, blah, blah. You know, mm. and then so like like half of the team is together. Right. You know, so now I'm, I can't wait to see what happens when they're all together. Yeah. I, it's, it's certified fresh, though. So I'm, I'm happy about that. Okay. Apparently, the big thing on the Internet is that that there's a big running gag throughout the entire show that they all make fun of Iron Fist. For whatever mm. reason. Um, and a lot of people think that it's because of how not well received the series was mm. that they figured they'd be real meta and make fun of them. Yeah. But the guy who created the show and directed most of the episodes, like, no, technically, he's like, truthfully, we were filming the Defenders when Iron Fist aired, so we never knew any of that. So it was already part of the script. Yeah. So, like, you know, it's one of those things like, <laughs> Oh, they're being real meta. Uh, they know like people didn't like Iron Fist, so they're going to poke on them. Yeah, and that's not true. All right, it's just the natural, natural progression of the show. Nice. Um, I think Stacey and I went to Denny's. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We saw a commercial, and Stacey... is that big news? No, but it's it's what we did this week. You know, did you get their grand slam? No, <laughs> I was tempted to get the moons over my hammy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we saw a commercial and they had these really nice cheese, uh, cheeseburgers. Yeah. And we're like, wow, where's that? And I'm thinking it's like Hardee's or Carl's Jr., which is not really in the area. And all of a sudden, Denny's pops up. And I'm like, do you have a Denny's? And she was like, oh, can we go? I'm like, sure, why not? You know, they're good burgers. So Geeksters gives a thumbs up to D- Denny's Burgers. All right. <laughs> I mean, outside of that, it was uh, kind of a standard uh Standard week, nothing too spectacular happened. Okay. Um, uh, next week, though, I, I know I'm getting Guardians of the Galaxy 2 delivered to the house. Mm-hmm. Huh? Huh? 
Um, and then I went over. We well, I went over to your place Thursday. Yes, where we watched um, the Monuments Men. Yes, which is a movie starring George Clooney, Matt Damon, John Goodman, Bill Murray, um, and they play World War Two. Um, they were hired. Well, George Clooney talks the government into hiring them to protect and recover stolen art that Hitler stole from the Nazis. Yes. I mean, stole from the Jews and from everybody that he invaded. Right. Um, I saw it in the theaters. I saw it and, you know, I, I bought it. I wasn't sure if you saw the whole thing. So, Well, like I said, I, when, I, when you brought it to the, the house, I said, well, you know, I see parts of it because at one point I did have HBO when I had Comcast. And I was like, you know, I, I did see parts of it. Never seen it all the way through. So I was like, yeah, let's go see it all the way through. I mean, you know, there's – and there was some scenes. I'm like, wow, okay, I didn't know that. Or, you know, there's, there's definitely – Different things you, you when you see the full thing, you go, okay, now everything makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. Now, now they have the little parts, and then you know, you and I was like, wow, that's a, it was a really good movie, but it really just shows like how way it was back in World War II, like how Germany was like or Hitler, right? Because I forgot to mention that it, it's it's based on a true story, yes. These were this really did happen, they, they did have these guys who went through to try to recover, yeah. And I mean, like, I don't know how much of the movie is, is right, totally yeah. true, you know. You're gonna you're gonna have little, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The uh, movie magic, exactly. Some moving magic moments that you go are not true, but it just moves the plot along right. to make you still interested in seeing this movie because right. you know, like, they could give us facts and figures like they were trying to do in the beginning of the movie and the end of the movie, and you go. Right. Yeah, it's interesting, but it's not like two hours worth of interesting. Right. Like, like I mean, yeah, George Clooney has some really empowering like monologues to kind of get the team motivated. And you're yeah. Like, yeah. You know, and then, but I can't. I mean, as much as like George Clooney, I don't know if I can watch two hours of him just kind of pontificating off of statues and paintings. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was really interesting though. In today's time, they were watching a movie about um, protecting and rescuing art. I was like. Look at you and I being like meta. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, I mean, what, what what did you think of the movie? I, I enjoyed it. I mean, it's 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 a movie really worth watching to see. Not only it's enjoyable to watch just as a movie itself. Like if you if you if you like Clooney, you like these you like these actors in these movie. You know, this movie, you're definitely gonna have a good time. It's not a bad movie. It's a, it's a good movie to go watch. But then it's also, like I said, also on top of it, it's just the fact that like. It shows you like how like it was bad back then, like yeah. like how how Nazis were bad people, and it didn't matter, you know, like kind of thing, you know, it was just, you know, it's just they were horrible people. I mean, the one scene that really still sticks to me, it's, it was a, it's like a small, minute scene, but you you just go, you get, I get horrified when I think about it, because the fact is is that they're in a they're in a mine and they're looking at paintings and stuff, and that we that got burnt. Right, and then there was these barrels, and they open them up, and they're trying to figure out. And the one had gold in it, but it was like little nuggets. Right, and then you go, "Wow, like where did they get this?" And then somebody says, "Oh, they're from teeth." Right, and then you then you start you know like thinking about history, and when you were you know when I was in history class anyway, yeah. and what they do, they used to pull them out of right, dead yeah. Jewish people's mouths. They that's you know because they would put their gold in their mouths basically to kind of hide some of the gold. And well, when well they, not only the gold walls was used to, as a filler. As a filler. It was used as a filler, but, like, it was really more for the 
like yeah. rich richer right. class kind of thing. I mean, there was a point, you know, in life that was classes and, and you know right. that type of thing, and it's it wasn't blurred by you know lines of like how much you made or like I right. think there was definitely at that time there was a different like set of classes. So when you when you it was more predominant to have gold teeth or gold filling in your teeth anyway to thing than an actually like like a cheaper metal that they would use right. uh, because you couldn't afford gold right. to put in your mouth so that's the, the the whole idea of that but the but i mean you're looking at a 55 gut drum barrel yeah. of filled with this teeth fillings and you're going yeah. holy crap how many were there and you know and then it just like it just creeps you out you know yeah. you know it just gives you that like the willies because you realize like how horrible of a person you have to be to yank out someone's teeth Deep, just for the gold, yeah. Yes, and they're dead, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, ooh. No. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I always kind of sum it up. It's kind of Ocean's Eleven set in World War Two. Yeah. Because <laughs> it is a big chase for finding the art, and there's a little bit of, like, you got Charming Clooney, you got mm-hmm. Matt Damon, who's also charming, mm-hmm. then you got the comedy of Bill Murray and even John Goodman a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, Bill Murray, every time he's on, he kind of steals the movie a little bit. Yeah. Because he's got this great line. And there's this real moment where they're obviously, I think they're in Berlin or somewhere, and it's Christmas time, and he gets a um, a record, a phonograph, a phonograph yeah. from his daughter, I'm assuming. Yeah. And he's like, well, I gotta, I gotta find my way to steal a record player. You gotta confiscate a, a right. phonograph record to play it. Yeah. So he walks off and goes to take a shower, and then his his buddy goes over to one of the tents that was actually using a phonograph and plays it, and it's this really beautiful rendition. Of um, I'll be home for Christmas. I'll be home for Christmas, and he's in the shower and he stops and he gets glassy eyed and you're like, "Fuck!" Bill Murray can not only do comedy, but he can also do serious. Like, like you can see the hurt and the pain and the the feeling in his eyes. And you're just like, "Man, I just kind of want to give him a hug." Like, you know, <laughs> I can tell him, you know, like where do those stairs go? They go up. Like, you know, yeah. just, like, come on, just make give me a funny, you know. But he was he was it was a really good movie. I, I can. It's, a movie that if I'm thumbing through the channels and it's on, I'll pause to kind of watch that for a little bit and go, where are they in the story? And you know, kill some time before I leave. Cause it's really enjoyable. Yeah, it is. Film. It is. So if you get a chance, folks go see monuments, men. Yes. It's worth, it's worth a view. Yes. Um, outside of that, I mean, then Stacey and I went to the movies this weekend. Yeah. Anything else you'd like to add? Well, I just, I do really want to add this, but you just told me today, which I had no oh. clue. Cause I, Cause since I don't have regular television, you know, I don't get to see like normal news or normal things. And I wasn't really on Facebook today is that much right. to, 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 to go through, but I found out the passing of uh, Jerry Lewis, the yes. comedian. He died at 91 today. And it's a shame. I mean, he, he was a funny man, you know, in his films and all of his, you know, stuff he did, you know, kind of thing. And he was a great humanitarian in terms of, of the MS society. He would, you know, uh, every year have a telethon for 24 hours to raise money to fight uh, muscle dystrophy. So, you know, on, on those terms, you know, we just wish the best to his family. Oh, yeah, sure. Okay. I am back. All right. Peace out. Yeah. <laughs> I was telling my dad when I told him, I was like, I had uh, an, a brief encounter with Jerry Lewis. Did you? Very brief. I was in an airport. And I don't think my dad remembers because we were traveling as a family. Uh-huh. Um, it was the Philadelphia International Airport. And um, we're going to our gate, and all of a sudden, here comes one of those little golf cart things. Yeah. And on it was a guy driving Jerry Lewis to his plane. Wow. That was my. That's it. That's my whole story. There's no interaction. Do you remember what year it was, roughly? Uh, 
I would say probably eighties. Okay. Now I wasn't a kid; I was a teenager because I mean I recognized Jerry Lewis because during that time we only had three channels, and whenever the telethon was on, it was nothing. You, I always was interested in watching it, but I'll be honest, I got bored. Yeah. Watching it because it's like. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, here's McDonald's. And they walk in and go, Jerry, for all the, the great things you're doing, here's a check for $2 million. Hoy! Yeah. Let's go up to the total. And we got $10 million. Hey! You know? Yeah. And then every year it was like, can I get bigger and bigger and bigger? And it always did. I don't think they ever fell short of the last year's goal. Yeah. But I also think, too, like, here we call it interest and stuff like that. And, you know, like... <laughs> um, so it was always interesting who he'd, he'd bring out because it was just be like a star-studded, you know, 24 hours. But it was always like Robert Goulet. You know, it was never... <laughs> well, you say, back- it, was, it was never like, hey, it's the 70s, ladies and gentlemen, Burt Reynolds, woohoo! It was always like... Well, that's the thing. Like, like when he first started, a lot of his friends did, did come out. Like, uh, oh, God. Uh, Dean Martin? Yeah, not Dean Martin. Uh, Mr. Blue Eyes, uh... Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra, thank you. Sammy Davis Jr. Yeah, they, they used to all come out and perform for him. Like, they would be like, yeah, sure, you know, you're doing this great charity thing. We're definitely there for you. And actually, that's the, one of the telethons in the late 70s is what brought Jerry Lewis and Dean Martin back together. I that Frank Sinatra, Sinatra brought them back together because they, had, they haven't spoken in years. When they, when they, it, was, it was not like a clean split of the act, you know, yes. that kind of thing. It, was, it, was, it did... Uh, break horribly i should say yeah there were there was there was not good words i would say so it was like that great moment where he brought dean martin onto the show and he was so happy and I, I think it was a couple of years before dean died probably you yeah know? and it was just like one of those type of moments boo, so, boo, 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 boo. i mean i'm not sure i could be wrong on that but uh but it was just it's just one of those type of things that you just you know especially how long they were friends for right and all the things they used to do together and that guy sure. like imagine uh ren and stimpy getting to a falling out and then not talk to each other for like decades. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Powder Toastman brings him out, brings out you know Ren, or actually more like Stimpy because <laughs> Ren was the idiot, <laughs> you know. And then Ren's like, yeah, "Gee, Ren, you know, like <laughs> Stimpy, you fool." And then they they like, "Hey, we're buddies again." <laughs> what? Wow, way to compare Charlie D. Martin, Lewis, Ren and Stimpy. They're a you know, powered comedy duo. <laughs> I mean, I could have went with, uh, I'm trying to think of other, Abner Costello. Yeah. But, you know, I want to try to get more modern, try to be hip. Because a lot of people like Stacy's like, I have no idea who this person is. And when he mentioned, yeah, he's the original Naughty Professor, she's like, oh, I thought the Eddie Murphy one was the original one. <laughs> it's like, oh, hi. <laughs> um, I mean, like, it's passing. I just, I just remember watching him be like, I don't know who that person is. I don't know who that person is. Well, he was a great icon in, in back. He in was the an icon. Yes, it's, he was an, an icon. icon back in the day. So that's the kind of thing that you have to always remember him for. Uh, being an icon, yes. sure. All right, let's not just pass her and being a dick. But all right, <laughs> look yeah. it up, kids. And it's like right now we're a bunch of twenty somethings or thirty somethings or people who listen is going. Hey, who's Jerry Lewis? He's the prof- the old professor from The Simpsons. This is the best way to do it. Yeah, you know, he had the, the hey. Hoy, hey, hey, lady. <laughs> Pretty much. Right now, the French are in mourning, though. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, a great man is, well, a man has passed. I mean, yep. <laughs> That's what she's thankful for. <laughs> 
Oh, look, we gave. I, I'm. Oh, I'm sorry. We gave him way more time than I think he even deserved. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know I'm an asshole. I don't care. <laughs> so why don't you tell us what's at number five at the box office, Ed? Wait, wait. Before that, I want to brag a little bit. Okay. Um, I don't think it was this past week. I actually think it was the week before that. I found a website made by J.K. Rowling where you can actually go and take a quiz that she invented uh-huh. to find out what house you're in yeah. for Hogwarts. Right. So I took it. Fun fact about me, I want to be Slytherin, right? Like, uh-huh. I, I choose that. So I was taking the quiz, and I really did, like, answer it as honestly as I possibly could, and I found out that I was Slytherin, and I was so very excited. <laughs> so if you're a Harry Potter fan... Go to Pottermore.com and sign up, and you can find out what house you're supposed to be in. Pottermore, like M-O-R-E more? Yes. Okay. P-O-T-T-E-R-M-O-R-E.com. All right. You have to register with the account, but the whole thing is like made. The website is made by J.K. Rowling. Is it free? Like the register? Okay. Yeah, yeah, there's nothing. Um, You can find out what your Patronus is. Mm -hmm. You can find out what your wand would be. Um. And you can find out what American house you would be in. And I think that's from Fantastic Beasts. Yes. But I haven't read it or watched it, so I didn't want to do that yet okay. without, like, seeing it. But Sean took it also. And fun fact about Sean, he wants to be Hufflepuff. I like seeing Hufflepuff. <laughs> so what he house are you? Hufflepuff. Right. He thinks it's cool to be, like, a Hufflepuff. Right? I think, cool. I think if funny. you're in Hufflepuff, you're a punk. Hufflepuff. you? <laughs> 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 I am Hufflepuff. See, a punk says that. You know, like, no one cool says that. The cool kids are in Gryffindor or Slytherin. The bad kids are in Slytherin, but they're still cool. They're like the cool, the rebel kids. Okay. So Sean takes it, and he finds out that he's also Slytherin, and the look of disappointment that came on his face when he did not get Hufflepuff was hysterical. Um, it gives you like a little bit of history about each house. Uh-huh. Um, apparently Merlin was a Slytherin. Which, That's right. Yeah. Which All right. We didn't know. I, I, I could believe that. Right. Um, it gives you like a little bit of history about like what your Patronus means and what your wand and the core of your wand. If you're a Harry Potter fan, you're going to fucking love this. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Just go to it, take the quiz, and find out what house you would All be. right. Cool. You want to know what my Patronus is, eh? Yeah, sure. Sparrow. All right. Hers. Okay, what's yours? It's a badger. <laughs> Her wand's bigger though <laughs> by about a half inch. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Who's really packing? <laughs> I mean, twelve and a half inches ain't nothing to fuck with, baby. I'm I got twelve. You're twelve and a half. <laughs> so it's a half inch. I thought you said right. a full inch. No, no, she's a half inch bigger. <laughs> but I think I'm girthier. <laughs> it doesn't explain that, Ed. It just gives links. <laughs> I don't think they went to girth. <laughs> Expeller Motris. <laughs> that is sad. <laughs> so. That's right, <laughs> gentlemen and ladies. Go check out the size of your wine on powdermore.com. <laughs> Expellus Expona Patrona. <laughs> I don't think that's the spell. <laughs> I would never pass that class. No. <laughs> it stays with notes. Leviosa. <laughs> 
Maybe. I'm Slytherin. I'm not going to class. I'm the bad kid. It's not necessarily a bad kid. It's just a, a house where bad people came from. It's, I don't know. Good kids don't get put in Slytherin. I don't know. I mean, Malfoy kind of turned, spoiler, kind of turned good <laughs> at the end. <laughs> he did. <laughs> I must say that. But I'm, 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 I'm like the spoiler. I'm like, if you haven't seen these by now, oh, and we're giving it away. Somebody out there is like, you know, I really want to read the Potter books. or I hear so much about the movies. I, you know, I'm just saying, spoiler. Right. By the end, Malfoy kind of turns a corner. That's all I'm saying. He does. No. He just decides not to be as bad. He's got a little bit of baby glimmer of a conscience in him towards the end. He's not good. He didn't just suddenly become Gryffindor. <laughs> I'm more of a Hufflepuff guy. No one cares about Hufflepuff <laughs> and Ravenclaw, okay? <laughs> Those are not the important ones. Gryffindor, Slytherin. I'm going to rewrite the books <laughs> from the position of, of, what do you call it, the Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff houses. <laughs> Just to see, kind I, of like, I like the I like the Ravenclaw symbols better and the colors better than the other ones. That's oh what's... no, green and black. Like, here I am, just a poor boy in Hufflepuff. That that Harry Potter gets all the attention. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Potter, this Harry Potter, that. What about Hufflepuff? <laughs> it's our time to shine. <laughs> Hufflepuff will rise. You're Slytherin. I would sit there with the sort of guy. Make me Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff. He'd be like, no one wants to be Hufflepuff. You're Slytherin. Suck it up. <laughs> that may be how Slytherin, but my heart says Hufflepuff. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, you know what? I've been in dumber conversations. So. <laughs> What house would you want to be in, Ed? I told you, Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw? Oh, yeah. Just because of the colors? Yeah. I just and like the symbol, too. The yeah, symbol? I thought it was pretty the cool. The Raven's Claw? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. They'd be more badass than Southern. <laughs> Not as badass as Hufflepuff. Merlin, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> Go drop that name right there. <laughs> Oops, you know, I dropped you know that, that name. It's like, yeah, it's like, it's like, it's like Tom Cruise. It's like Scientology. Let's all start up for Scientology. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm sorry I dropped that name. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, did you see it? It says Merlin. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So like I said, Stacey and I went to the theaters today. We saw a movie. Yeah. Why, why don't you tell us where it hit? All right. Well, number five was the number three movie of last week. The Nut Job 2, Nutty by Nature, made $5.1 million over the weekend. And 17.6 overall in the two weeks release with a $40 million budget. All right. So you're not going to see Nutty by Nutty Job 3. Nut Job 3. three. The, the third nut. I tossed my nuts. <laughs> number four was the number two movie of last week, Dunkirk. It made $6.7 million over the weekend and 165.5 overall in the five weeks release with a $100 million budget. Nut Job 2. <laughs> D's. These what? These nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Don't kirk these nuts. <laughs> You're just going to keep going, aren't you? Yeah, I'm, so I'm not I'm, looking at him. <laughs> hey, hey, look, dead horse. Let me feed it some more. <laughs> Thank you. He realizes when he does that it's a dead horse. Sure, I do. But see, you got to understand. It's funny. It's funny. It becomes annoying. It becomes annoying. Then it becomes funny again. You watch. <laughs> Let me know when it becomes funny. All again. right. You keep laughing. 
<laughs> Number three, new there's a new release, uh, Luck, Logan Lucky. It made eight million over the weekend, and that's where it sits with Total Gross with a twenty nine million dollar budget. Number two was a number one movie uh, last week. Annabelle Creation made fifteen point five million over the weekend and sixty four overall in the two weeks release with a fifteen million dollar budget. And the number one was a new release, which I think is the movie you saw, The Hitman's Bodyguard. It made twenty one point six million over the weekend. That's its total budget with a twenty nine million dollar budget. So uh, it's pretty uh, yeah. pretty close. Hitman's Bodyguard two. And that's your book of it. So why don't you tell us about this fine movie? Um, I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. Okay. It is Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds, Samuel L. Jackson being Samuel L. Jackson. If you like the two of them, you'll like the two of them even better together. All right. Um, Ryan Reynolds plays kind of like an anal bodyguard who gets down on his luck because of an incident. Mm-hmm. And then he gets uh, asked to protect or to escort Samuel L. Jackson, who is a hitman, to... Um, a trial. A trial. So he's a witness in a trial. Not necessarily a witness, but I would say... Well, kind of a witness, I would All say. Right. Because Gary Oldman's the bad guy in the movie. Oh. Yes. And Selma Hayek's in it, too. Selma well, Hayek. Well, dropped Gary Oldman there. Yeah, well, he plays the, um, like, uh, leader of Belarus. Mm. And he's on trial for... Being like, a shit leader, right. basically. Without spoiling it. Right, and so they need Samuel L. Jackson's testimony to prove that he's a shit leader. Okay. So, of course, there's it's it hits all the beats that you expect in those movies. There's a mole in Interpol that leaks the information to try to get Samuel L. Jackson, and the person that he's with happens to be the ex-girlfriend of Ryan Reynolds, and Samuel L. Jackson talks her into getting going, look, you got a mole. You need to call somebody you can trust. So, of course, she calls him, Ryan Reynolds. He shows up. Two of them don't get along because, you know. Don't spoil why they don't get along. No, I'm not. I'm just going to say they don't get along because Samuel Jackson is a known hitman, mm. you know, and Ryan Reynolds knows that. So yeah. there's oil and water. It's, I would say kind of like a modern day 48 hours. All right. You know, where they don't, they're, we ain't partners, we ain't pals, we ain't friends. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me a bedtime story. Fuck you. Oh, I like that one. <laughs> you know, so, so it's kind of like that. Um, it was, it was really enjoyable. The action was very well done. Uh, the comedy was there. Uh, I, I, the, uh, I, I liked it a lot. I mean, I'll definitely see it again. I'm looking at you, Stace, there. Kind of, you want to jump in there? Oh. Well, whenever it's my turn. Yeah, it's your turn. Um, I also thought it was really good. It was funny. It really was funny. Uh-huh. Um, Ryan Reynolds, I mean, it, to a T, it really is Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds and Samuel Jackson being Samuel Jackson. Now, he waited a little while to throw some motherfuckers in there, which surprised me a little bit. So I was like, when is that? Co-? Like, he's got he's to say it. You know? <laughs> to the contract, at least every movie, he's got to say at least once. Right. So I'm like waiting for when he's going <laughs> to drop the motherfucker. Once he dropped it, he didn't. He never picked it back up. He like, it just kept going. It was, every other word was motherfucker this, motherfucker that. What's really funny is that Ryan Reynolds kind of makes fun of him saying motherfucker. You know, he, he does like a Samuel Jackson impersonation. Oh, yeah. Um, 
they definitely like don't get along at first of mm. course because it's this type of movie by the end they all get along but that's not you could see that coming you know yeah. right um it was really really easy to know who the mole was like as soon as you see him you're like it's that guy yeah because the guy plays the bad guy in almost every movie i've ever seen him in see i didn't even know that was why i could just about to tell by the look of him and how he was talking <laughs> Like, ten minutes in, I knew he was the bad guy in. Mm. And I'm not good at figuring stuff out like that. <laughs> Movies surprise me all the time. I'm like, oh, no. Right? This is do that. <laughs> that. It was still enjoyable. See, I'm surprised. I really am. Not that yeah, you couldn't figure it out. Or you, you, you figured it out. Not that, the, more like, the more you see movies with him, and he'll tell you right away, like, I knew right away this person was so-and-so. See, I won't let him do that. And, the, and then I go, well, why? And he'll tell me why. He'll explain it to me. And then, like, I'm like, oh. So now when I watch, I go, motherfucker, now I know who it is. Like, I, like, like now I pick up on his right. I choose instincts. Not to let, I'm like, don't tell me that shit. Because I want to figure it out on my own. Like, don't rub that yeah. off on me. I don't, I don't. Let me figure it out. This time, I was real quick. I was like, mm, that's him. I, as soon like as he came on screen, I was like, bad oh, guy. Bad guy. Like, <laughs> I knew him from... He played the bad guy in a bunch of other stuff, so it was no surprise. Like I said, there's no... The only real surprise for me is how fucking funny Selma Hayek was in this movie. Yeah. She was hysterical yeah, in this movie. she brought it in like a whole other kind of way. Yeah, she plays Samuel L. Jackson's wife, mm-hmm. and she is as... She is basically a foul-mouthed, spicy Latino woman. Yeah. I mean, oh, it was hysterical. She, she, for me, every time she stole the movie for me. Mm-hmm. Like when she, all her scenes, I was like, oh, oh, it was really funny. Okay. Because it was unexpected. You know, yeah. Ryan Reynolds, you kind of knew what you were getting into. Right. Samuel Jackson, <clears throat> you knew what you were getting into. Selma Hayek, you didn't quite know until she opened her mouth. Yeah. And there's a moment where, probably my favorite Selma Hayek scene is a moment where Samuel Jackson is explaining how he met her. And like when he right. fell in love with her and he like does this cool little flashback moment and it's hysterical. I mean, she's just like a badass, you know, like if, if Samuel Jackson is like the hitman, she's the perfect hitman's wife. Yeah. Like you can't be a hitman and be like married to some like goody two shoes girl. Mm. You know, like you're going to get someone who's kind of a badass also. Mm. Um, the only complaint that I had about the movie, and I don't know if it was actually the movie's fault is everything was really, really blurry. You know, like, Mm. when you go to the movies, because movies that show in theaters these days are all, like, HD and, like, super fancy. All of the images are really crisp. Mm -hmm. You know, like, the lines are super crisp and and everything looks really neat and nice. This was, like, not. You know, like, it was really blurry. Like, at one point, I leaned over to Sean, and I was like, is it blurry, like, for you? And he was like, no, it's not doing it for me. So I'm like, it's my eyes? So I'm, like, blinking a lot, trying to, like, figure out. And then finally, he leaned over, and he's like, I I see what you're talking about now. Mm. But I don't know if it was, like, the way the movie was filmed or if, like, the projector upstairs had, like, a smudge on it that someone should have, like, wiped off the glass. The best way is, like, you know when you see, like, um, like, go out the window, and there's, like, a kind of a blurry film to it. Mm-hmm. That's what it kind of looked like, but it yeah. was only from like major life sources. I, for me, like if it was, if we're watching like the window that we have in our studio, it would have light coming in and it would make everything around it just a little blurry. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't tell if that was a director of photography decision or if it was like a smudge because there was only moments for me. It wasn't the whole movie and it mm-hmm. wasn't like blurry to the point where you had to go out and go, hey, hey. See, it was, the whole thing was blurry for me. The moments he's talking about where there was, like, a light source that blurred it mm. were worse, like, okay. really worse for me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it could be my vision. It could be the movie itself. It could be the projector that was upstairs, like just needed the glass. Just, you know, like if you turn your phone, your camera on on your phone, how you can see, like if you've, if you've touched the camera with your finger, there's like a slight blur. Mm-hmm. So you'll like take the, your shirt and like wrap right. rub the back yeah, of yeah. the camera and yeah. then it makes it clear again. Yeah. That's what it felt like the whole time for me. Um, once I got used to it, I was kind of like, okay, this isn't going to go away. It's fine. Um, about halfway through the movie, I went to get popcorn though, and I almost did ask them, like, "Is right. that normal, or like, do y'all need to go like polish that projector?" <laughs> you should say something. I mean, yeah, that's the should. thing. Always, always, always. If you see something wrong that you don't feel that it's right, it was just strange. You should, you should always say something because a lot of times nobody will say anything, right? And, you know, and they, and they'll 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 base that part of like how horrible it was, yeah, and then they or, or how good it was or whatever, you know, they kind of thing. And then you don't realize, like, you know, like, that shouldn't have been. Like, I think, right. like, I know, like, well, it's, I know it's not, this is not a 3D movie, but, like, when the first um, Avengers movie came out, it was built, built for 3D, mm-hmm. okay? And I seen it in 3D, and it was great. And then I saw it in 2D. Mm-hmm. And there's a big difference. I mean, like, there were certain scenes that were kind of blurry because I think it was built more for 3D. Right, right. And they didn't edit it properly enough to right. give you that, like, 2, uh, 2D image correctly. Uh-huh. So, I mean... That could have been the case, but I know, like I said, I know Hitman's Bodyguard's not a 3D movie, right. so that's not the, the the case there. But you may maybe they maybe they need to clean. They just didn't clean I just the glass. Want to or... be like that person that was like, "Hey, can you go clean the glass halfway throughout this movie and just like pause it real quick and piss everybody off in the theater so you can <laughs> well, sweet, 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 sweet. <laughs> you know, they're not gonna do that. I mean, they were they would have done it before the next showing. They would have checked it. Yeah, I'm oh, sure. Shit, that's nothing for me then. Why did I gotta say something? Well, they would have made you a free free movie ticket. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I should have said something. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. That's how. That's why you say stuff, you know. I, I found it quite adorable though. We were watching the previews, uh-huh. and one of them is for Jennifer Lawrence's new movie, Mother. Right? Okay. And I'm like, it looks. It's a horror movie, and it's set in a house. It's got her and Javier Bardem and Ed Harris and Michelle Pfeiffer, and it looks like it's like she's living in a haunted house. And I leaned over and I was like, I'm gonna call it. I think Jennifer Lawrence is dead the entire movie. I think she's a ghost. And Stacey, what did you say? I called her a home wrecking whore. <laughs> but I said that before he called. Like the, as soon as I seen her face on that trailer, I leaned over to him and I was like, "Home wrecking whore." Because <laughs> she's... I'm convinced that she broke up Chris Pratt and Anna Ferris. Okay. Even right. though no one believes it, <laughs> like both of them have been like, "No, that's not the case." And she's like, Mm-mm, "I'm in my own relationship." I'm convinced that she's like the new Angelina. <laughs> home wrecking whore. You look you know, confused, Dad. Yeah, because because I thought you said Jennifer Aniston. No, I said no, Jennifer Lawrence. Lawrence. All right. <laughs> so I leaned over. That makes sense. Home <laughs> Continue. Um, I guess he found that adorable. I, <coughs> I thought it was adorable. She's like home wrecking whore. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> <laughs> so I was serious. I was not saying it. Funny. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think with like the um. <laughs> Uh, trailer-wise, there's nothing really new. I don't think that really jumped out. Nope. There was the Mother movie. There was the Flatliners movie. I'm just getting kind of tired of seeing Yeah, no kidding. Um, there was Justice League. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. We got to see the Justice League trailer. Again. Yeah. Um, what's the other? Flatliners comes out September 29th, which is my birthday. What's the other one that came out on my birthday? And I was like, why do I have a shit movie that's got to be released? On I don't birthday? know. I don't remember. I don't remember either, but there was another one that came out, and as soon as I seen the date, I was like, fucking bullshit movies get released on my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got to see the, the, the Justice League trailer again, and, and it was the one where 
um, Aquaman slides down a build, goes through a building with a parademon. That's the best one. And then jumps out and flips his hair <laughs> like like he's a, a model. <laughs> he's the only reason why I'm excited for this is for Jason Momoa. She also got a little annoyed too when you see uh, um, what do you call it? Cyborg in the bat uh, plane. I'm gonna guess. Yeah. Why does everybody get to play with Batman's toys? Batman doesn't let anybody play with his toys. So why the fuck is Cyborg driving the Black Plane or Wing or whatever they're going to fucking call yeah. it in this movie? Why the fuck is Jason Momoa with his sexy self on top of the car? Bitch, if you don't get the fuck up off my car. No. Batman <laughs> doesn't let people do that. That's not how he rolls. Like, no. Obviously he does. He doesn't say get the fuck off my car because that would be great if he did, but he didn't. PG-13. <laughs> well, he doesn't have to say fuck. Get off my car. It works the same way. No, get the fuck off my car. It's much more. I'd be like, no. Do you know I'm never going to get rid of that fish smell if you won't get off my car? There you go. <laughs> that works too. Apparently he doesn't. And then Cyborg just talks to Alfred like he knows what's up. And Alfred's like, bitch, who the fuck am I talking to? Cyborg, why do you know who Alfred is? Because like, he backed in the, the back computer. Is that is, is that your theory or is that, was that confirmed? I'm and gonna, if that's I'm the case, Batman needs to get his life together because people shouldn't be hacking into his shit. <laughs> I got lots of problems with this bitch. Ass. Like, <laughs> Jason Momoa. The only, if he wasn't in it, I probably wouldn't go see it. He's <laughs> the only reason I would really don't want to see it. Is Jason <laughs> Momoa's in oh, it. I'm going to have so much fun with the two of you with this movie. I'm going to have you going uh, on one side and her going mm, on the other. <laughs> it's legit. <laughs> my life right now i'm just like as soon as we saw him like f- swim up i hear her go <sighs> kind of give it a i just want to swing a baseball bag in the back of his head is that don't do that to his face is it his... the back the back of his that head not his face hair no sir don't cover up the, the the big dent it's gonna put in there it's not it's gonna be all bloody and nasty and gross What's in the sea of wash away? Salt, wa- salt water. I don't know how it's much you know about hurt. Salt it's gonna be great <laughs> it's gonna sting like a bitch <laughs> Wow, I, that's even better now. Yeah, I definitely wanted to do that. <laughs> Don't touch him with his gloriousness. Yeah, his gloriousness. Know, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Have no. you seen Conan? Did you see his Conan movie? No, but I don't even look. We went. You went half naked. You went half naked, Jason Momoa. Okay, there you go. I could watch him in like a silent film where everybody else. Let's face it; it is, is the best like, way to watch. That's his the best way. <laughs> I like his voice. I. He didn't even speak English in Game of Thrones, and I still loved him. Never spoke a lick of anything I could understand without reading a subtitle, and I still loved him. Wow. Everything he said was in Dothrakian or whatever the fuck the language is called, and I was like, oh, swoon. <laughs> My girlfriend leaves, gentlemen. Right. <laughs> what do you want? He's gorgeous. <laughs> So um, that was our day out at the movies. All right, <laughs> all right. Well, so uh, speaking of movies, what's hitting this week on Blu-ray and DVD? Ed, well, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two is coming out this week. Oh yeah! I'm assuming you're going to get the Spielberg version of it. I should be getting it Tuesday. All right, I pre-ordered it and Best Buy should be mailing it. I think I got a confirmation in my email saying they got your order. It's be shipped out. All right, all right. Uh, Sid and Nancy, the Criterion Collection Special Edition, is coming out this Ooh. week on Blu-ray. You know what? i got to be honest. never saw the movie. You never saw Sid and Nancy? Never. Never really saw Sid oh, and Nancy. Oh, it's a good movie. It's a good, good I mean, movie. I know Nancy's buried not too far away from here. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Sid has Gary Oldman in it, uh, Commissioner Gordon. And, yeah, uh, I know who he is now. All right. So I'm always kind of tempted to see it, but I never really... The whole punk scene, Sid Vicious, and 
I don't know. It just never really, never really jumped out at me for whatever reason. It's a great story because it's not just really about the history of of Sid, but it's just it's the whole like what happened to Nancy and right. all that kind of stuff, and theorizing and all that kind of stuff, but in a, <laughs> in a drug induced way, which really makes it more like wow, you know, kind of a moment. Okay. Uh, my Blue Heavens coming out on Blu-ray. This is one of my personal favorite movies. Uh, it's just uh, with uh, uh, Steve, Moran- Steve Martin and Rick Moranis and uh, Joan Cusack. It's a great movie about a hitman who, uh, or a mob boss or a mob figure, actually, who uh, goes in the witness protection program and does a lot of wacky things. It's oh. pretty, pretty fun. <laughs> a lot of wacky things. <laughs> What's the difference between a pregnant wife and a light bulb? I don't know. You can't unscrew a light bulb, huh? You can't unscrew a light bulb. You can't unscrew a light bulb. Sorry. (laughs) Anyway, jokes like that, kids. Yeah, comedy gold. Woo! Anyway, uh, Hercules, the uh, Lou Ferrigno (laughs) version is coming out on Blu-ray, as well as The Adventures of Hercules 2 is also coming on Blu-ray with Lou Ferrigno again. I'm Hercules. (laughs) And so powerful. (laughs) All right, what else you got? Uh, the Walking Dead Season 7 is coming out this week as well. That's with the introduction of uh, Negan. Yep. All right. And Lucille. And then we have Ash versus the Evil Dead Season 2 is coming out. I have to watch that because I, I liked the first season. All right. But I never saw the second season. Uh, well, speaking of second season, Lucifer, the complete second season also is coming Ooh. out this week. As well as Supergirl, the complete second season. All right. I'm in. Speaking of second seasons, Daredevil, the complete second season, is coming out this week on Blu-ray. Wow, all right. And Jessica Jones, the first season, is coming out this week. Wow. I got some DVDs and Blu-rays to buy while you're away. (laughs) (laughs) This one's for my wife. The Great British Baking Show Season 4 is also coming out this Tuesday. Okay. And that's all I have for releases. Do you have any honorable mentions you'd like to add? Um, I don't really see anything. Um, No. I'm just like uh, Naughty Nymphs, any minute now, King of King of New York, but not the oh King of Newark. Oh, I see what they did there. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I'm looking. I don't see anything. Nothing really special. All right. All right. So then, what's coming out on uh, video games this weekend? Video games. Minecraft Story Mode: The Complete Adventure by Telltale Games for the Switch is coming out this Tuesday. Oh, joy. All right. The Escapist 2 by You and I Entertainment for the PS4 and Xbox One. That's also a Tuesday release. You and I? You and I. That's what it is. The letter U and the letter I with the ampersand. All right. Uncharted The Lost Legacy by Sony Computer Entertainment America for the PS4. That's a Tuesday release. All right. We have Madden NFL Goat Edition by EA Sports for the PS4 and Xbox One. And that's a Tuesday release. Also, the standard edition comes out on the 25th, which is Friday. I was going to get to that. Oh, sorry. All right. What else? Wolfenstein, the two-pack by Bethesda Softworks for the PC and Xbox One. And that's a Tuesday release. Now, that first one, the New Order, was really, really good. I'm kind of tempted. I haven't played the Old Blood yet, so. And like you said, Madden NFL 18 by EA Sports for the PS4 and Xbox One. The standard version is coming out on Friday. I, I want to do say something about the Madden thing. Yeah. I'm semi-interested in it. It's not – it's football, and it's like, okay, you know what you get. 
but now I think in order to try to get more of a of a more people to purchase it, because mm-hmm. I don't think the sales were good last year, mm-hmm. they added an actual storyline to it. There's an actual like you get to play a kid who goes through high school and college and and you know football. It's, it's called long shot, and it's like an actual like storyline. Okay, and I don't know how it's going to play. Like, I don't think it's going to play anywhere as like Madden. Like, I don't know what you look confused. Well, it just sounds stupid to me. I, I mean, you know, I but I wouldn't hear the end of it before I, I try. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know what the end's going to be. Like, I know that they did it for NBA Two K fourteen, I think it was or fifteen, yeah. where it was you know Spike Lee did a whole um, storyline. Yeah. And at the end, you got traded onto the teams. I think I talked about yeah. it. But I hated the ending because it was like a ten minute, you know, of of a uh, speech, and I was like, I don't care. Give me the ball. Give me the rock. I'm gonna, you know. <laughs> and then um, FIFA's been doing it with a. Um, last year, they started a storyline with the cat with the guy, and he plays in the games. And apparently, for FIFA 18, he, they're still continuing his story, oh, okay. his like journey. Like I said, with the Madden thing, I'm, I think Madden like the. Because where I work, you know, in retail, we have the propaganda machine over my shoulder. Yeah. And they had, they talked to the guy who, like, pretty much came up with the idea. And he's like, look, I, we know it's football, but I've been playing, when I play games like The Last of Us and the Telltale series, I like the idea of my choices seem to kind of dictate how the story is going to go. You know, like, even though The Last of Us is a zombie apocalypse game, it really comes down to a, a father and a daughter mm-hmm. storyline. He's like, I kind of wanted that that impact of a of a human story in Madden. So that's how they created the long shot game. I mean, it sounds interesting, but it just sounds stupid because you go, <laughs> most of those guys just want to play the game. And right. I want to play ball. Like I want to play against teams, play a season, get my friends involved, blah blah blah. You yeah. do that usual, you know, whatever. And then, you know, enjoy the season and then, you know, type of thing. And I think less and less people are kind of buying the game because it's the same thing. Like you, you, you go, you go, oh, it's, it's basically like, I think at one point, like I remember the old Madden games, like way back in the older, older generation systems where it was like a season would play out and you would almost play out that way. Like, even if you were playing those games, like even if you picked a team, like I remember when the 49ers and they had, uh, uh, Jerry Rice and, um, young. No, not young. Uh, Montana, Montana, way back in the eighties. Right. Okay. You, you could, far back. You go. You mm-hmm. you could you could have Montana. You could be on the fifty yard line, run back to the end zone, throw the ball all the way down, and Jerry Rice will catch it in the other end zone. Like it was like that was like how good it was. And he had four defenders around him, you know, like batting away the ball, and he'd still catch it. And you go, well, it's because that was the year like they went to the Super Bowl and like like they, they think. And then the years after that was the same way. Like whoever went to the Super Bowl. Unless you play, didn't play them, like they was pretty close, and they were the computer, they were in the playoffs, like they could still make it, and that kind of thing. And it could, it was really hard to beat them if they were like right. you know the champs, the uh, uh, Super Bowl champs. So anyway, one more last game here before uh, we close out this section: uh, Nuro Shippuden Ultimate Ninja Storm Legacy by Bandai Nemco Entertainment America Incorporated for the PS4 and Xbox One, <laughs> and that's a Friday release. Naruto. Did I say that wrong? Um, I don't know. You might have. Naruto Shippuden. I know I got the Shippuden right. (laughs) Naruto Shippuden Ultimate Ninja Storm Legacy by Bandai Namco Entertainment America Incorporated. PS4, Xbox One, Friday release. Say that five times Uh, first. Nope. That's that's why you do the new releases. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's supposed to be like a Game of the Year edition for the Naruto Shippuden. All right. Is it the same as everything else? I think so. 
Okay. I don't really expect you're the game guy. I figured. I mean, I'll be honest. There's nothing really. I'm waiting for September 6th. What's September 6th? It's Destiny 2. Destiny 2. And I'll be like, and I got my game review. Like, right now I'm playing Mass Effect. Okay. You know, so I'm just kind of doing that. Like, that's my thing. It's your thing. That's my thing. So when she goes in Texas, I'm I'm off that Wednesday. Uh And I'll be like, okay, babe, I'll see you later. Drop her off at the airport. Come back. And then, you know, I'm... I'm discovering planets and saving the universe, Ed. All right. And then hopefully when she comes back, I'll already be done. That's kind of my goal because um, I the game comes out in the 6th. I'm like, I'm going to try to make sure my, my game calendar is clear for the 6th. Well, you have two weeks. I know. Man, it's kind of a big game with all the side quests and the major quests and stuff like that. And then the galaxy. You're easily distracted, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I got work, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like that stopped you before Sure it always does I gotta go to work And then I come back home And like I said I'll keep myself preoccupied Cause I'll be staying home all night I will save you Galaxy I will save you Andromeda I am Scott, Sean Ryder That's my name Sean Ryder Sean Ryder Well the character's name is Ryder No matter what Yeah You get to change his first name His first name's Scott You know <laughs> But you can change it So I change it to my name Cause I don't want to play me <laughs> so I'm Sean Ryder. Sean Ryder. Saving the galaxy. What's up? <laughs> I I'll help you take care of that planet. <laughs> it does not fit. Sean Ryder. Sean Ryder, yeah. yeah. It's not a good fit. Well, I mean I could play uh Sarah Ryder. That's my sister, my twin sister. <laughs> who I'm kinda hoping at some point, because I spent a lot of time. What? Nothing, nothing, nothing. That I spent. She's. I if we look up at one point. <laughs> hey, that's your sister. Like, I spent a lot of time, you know, character generating her. Yes. You know, and I hope it's because when you start off the game, she's in a uh, medical induced coma because there was a problem with the thawing unit that she was in, and I'm like, I hope she makes an appearance sooner or later in this game because I worked pretty hard at making her like look pretty decent. You know, I'm like, where did when does she pop up? Chase has got nothing because she's not playing it. Right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. I guess on that note, we'll take a break and come back and get some music. Sounds awesome. All right, folks, sit back and we'll be back in a little bit. And we're back. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, hope you enjoyed that fine part one program. Yeah. Um, you got anything to add there, Ed? No, no. Just had a good time doing it. <laughs> So cheesy. <laughs> had an awesome time. Well, we hope you had an awesome time listening. And if you did, why don't you load up part two right now? In part two, you'll hear the nerd news where we talk Batman, we talk Star Wars, we talk inappropriate touching. <laughs> so, we'll see. in the meantime, like I said in part one earlier, if you want to catch a show live, you can on Sunday nights. Starting around 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, and TuneIn. Just search Aquanet Radio on those apps. Don't forget to go to our Facebook page, Geeksters, and give us a like. Follow us on Twitter, at Geeksters. And if you want to contact Ed, you can contact him with anything, really. How you hear the show, when you hear the show, what do you like most about the show, anything about the show, or non-show-related. You can just contact Ed at Ed at WordsWithGeeks.com. And you can do that all with Sean at Sean at WordsWithGeeks.com. That's S-H-A-W-N. And we'll see you next week. 
We'll see you in we part two. Oh. Bravo! I love that. That was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was 